What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first official episode of Games and Stories, the podcast where we talk about video games and the stories that they tell. Get it? <laughs> it's a pretty simple title. I'm not a smart man, all right? Don't judge me. Don't you? Ju- don't judge me. But please keep listening. I am Chris. I'm the host of this segment, and with me here is my co-host Jared. What's up? Yay! So we are here, and we're we've got a juicy show for you today. So, Jared, what have you been playing this week or two weeks since we last talked? Um, nothing, nothing too story heavy. Uh, Forza Horizon Three came out last week now, so I've been playing that. Um, some more Rainbow Six, some more Bioshock, um, and then surprisingly Halo Wars, the uh 2009, I think, uh Xbox 360 like RTS Halo game. That's great. Uh, anything interesting that pops out to you from any of those? Um, not really. Lots of rage. Surprising. I get very mad at racing games, so lots of Ooh, anger. Ooh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Is, is like the thing that I've been hearing about new the new Forza is that it's better than the last one, but it's not better enough to be like an incredible game that people have been saying it's okay. It it's okay. It's um. Yeah. I mean, I lo- I love the Forza games, both the ones that are just like track based, and then the Horizon ones, which are the free roam. I don't know. The graphics are a little bit better. The car selection is a little bit better. Um, they still don't have certain car companies in it, which is weird, and you have to wait for DLC for it, which ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, but uh, like the location, it's in Australia, and it looks gorgeous. That's it's. But um, th- so there's some weird improvements they've made that aren't that great. So it's like. Ugh. It doesn't feel like the Fallout 4 to Fallout 3, where it's like, oh, this looks better, and it has a couple extra things you can do. Um, Even less than that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I almost wouldn't even... It almost feels like... I. It, it was worth $60, because I'll play the hell out of it, and it's a mm-hmm. game that I'll play mindlessly, like I'll just kind of drive around. But uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's fine. It's nothing that blew my mind. Like, I'm waiting for Battlefield 1, because I want my mind to be blown. Okay, so I guess... With the Halo Wars, you said, mm-hmm. just give me like a quick plot dump because I I have no idea what's happening in Halo whatsoever. So, Halo Wars takes place. Oh God, um, I can't even remember if it's it's before quite a bit before the events of the first game, and it's supposed to be like this this not alternate reality, but like um like you're dealing with the aliens, which is what you met in the first Halo game, but it's beforehand, so it's like. Like it, this whole big cover up kind of thing. It, it's a it's an interesting game. The story of the main campaign's fun, but my favorite thing to do on it is I play me and two other friends play against three bots on the hardest difficulty, and it's just like the most ridiculous like team deathmatch thing. And it's just like this cult classic to me. It's amazing. It's terrible, but it's amazing. And so hold on. So it's like a like a real time strategy. Yeah. It's it's um. It's a, so it's not turn based. It's a, it's an RTS, but it's um it's a much more dumbed down version of StarCraft, basically. Oh, okay, that makes uh okay, that just painted like a very clear picture. Yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds yeah. cool. I um you know one of these days when I actually have money, I will I will play the Halo games. I will go back, but you know uh, probably, right now I'm still broke, so yeah. I wouldn't start with Halo Wars if you're gonna start with the Halo games because that's no, that'd I would be a go weird back to, point. to one. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. A, I, I I'm kind of getting the vibes of like it almost reminds me of like the what was it the Borderlands prequel mm-hmm. where it was like. This is good, 
mm-hmm. but it's a little bit the same now. <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah, so people start saying, hey, like, okay, it's time to like change stuff up, which yeah. is like what we talked about last time with, with Fallout 4 also that like, even though you have fun, you're like, all right, this is good enough for now, but like the next one really needs major, major yeah. changes and stuff. So that's yeah, how I felt with be. the Forza games too, that I'm just like, I'm buying these to, for what's to come. Right. But, but then there's all like, is there's it's so weird with the racing games specifically because like i feel like there's this like tiny group of like absolutely insane racing game fans Mm -hmm. which like almost have like their own like like little car in their like room with like the wheel and the pedals and everything and like the seat and and it's just like spending hundreds of dollars on these games and it's crazy a friend of mine back in high school actually taught himself how to drive a manual transmission car by playing um, Gran Turismo on PS3. And he had like a racing chair and a steering wheel and like a, a stick set up. And he totally taught himself how no one in his family knew how. And then he drove. Yeah. Like he taught himself how to drive. So like, like, like that though, like he spent a ton of money to be able to do that. But it, wow. like, I mean, I guess he'd save money instead of taking driving lessons. Well, I mean, it's also like, it's a safe environment. Yeah. Like I tried, I, I tried stick shift a couple times in the motherland of Slovakia, mm-hmm. but it's always scary. Cause it's like, first of all, it's a city. It's the mm-hmm. capital city. Yep. There's lots of cars and they're all dicks. Yep. Like no exception. Like yeah. everybody, everybody wants you to crash. <laughs> like I, I, <laughs> which actually reminds me of a funny story. One time I, got rear-ended on the highway here in Connecticut and this car saw that I got rear-ended and then as he was driving by he rolled down his window and just yelled suck it and then drive <laughs> drove past me and I was like what the what what are you doing why what's the point I don't get it <laughs> that's that's America for you yeah so that's the, and the home of the brave <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah. those words are. I don't. Even, I still. I still don't know. Which is. It's getting embarrassing because <laughs> I've been here five years and I still don't know the words to that thing. Alrighty, that's interesting. Well, I. I had a week. Uh, I had a weird, weird fucking week because. You, you know, you don't get, like, I don't get it often, but every once in a while a game comes and you just play it and you go, this might be interesting. And as soon as you play it for an hour or two, you go, oh my God. And then suddenly you blink and it's three days later and you've grown a beard <laughs> and you're like, why am I still playing this? That happened to me because I actually bought the full version of Dragon Quest Builders, just popped it in there. It is slowly climbing to some of my favorite games probably in the last five years that i've played it's just it's absolutely wonderful because it's just these tiny things right it's a minecrafty setup with like an rpg punchline so like it's primarily an rpg game it has almost like a final fantasy element to it which is square enix so obviously and you can build things and like some things it just improves upon i don't know like the the little things that you find in that game are like wonderful uh for example in in like og minecraft you a lot of your times was spent managing your fucking chests mm-hmm. oh this is the tool chest and like wait was this one the, the one that i put the wood in ah oh, damn it i can't remember what this game does is you have like one giant master chest where everything lives and anytime you can go in it you can just hit square and it will order it alphabetically mm. or i think i don't know if it's by category or what 
And then you don't need to be next to the chest to pull things out. You can pull things out no matter where you are. Oh, and wow. it's like, that's, it's so good. I don't have to go through 10 chests anymore to like find my fucking rocks so I can finish that stupid wall. And just little things like that, like are li- really cool. Like it really lets you live in the town that you build. Like there's like these rooms it will recognize so like i i just for for shits and giggles like i made a room where i put a bunch of tables and chairs and i threw like food on them and then i put like a kitchen next to it and i was like this is a restaurant and the pop-up comes up and it's like you just built a barbecue kitchen and i was like what what no how do you what <laughs> this isn't supposed to happen i thought i was just doing things for fun but it like recognizes those things and then the NPCs that live in your town use the room for its intended purpose. So it's oh. not like they will go there, sit down and eat. And that's just, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Like what a great way to just let you live what you've built. So like, that's been, that's been really, really dope. Also for, for the gaming channel that I sometimes run because I'm a dork. We've been doing a couple horror games because it's October and it's like, yeah, we want to capitalize on it. (laughs) So there's been a bunch of like weird cheap Steam games that I bought that we played that were like kind of garbage. But then there was one called Gone Home. Fucking fantastic. Because that game also like the whole thing and i've also just now earlier today played a little bit of alien isolation and the, the, both of these games have this kind of feel of just like i'm just this girl that's exploring this i you know house and gone home and spaceship in alien isolation just looking for what what the fuck happened you know yeah. and that's always like a wonderful situation to be in which i guess ties us to the topic of the show yay so now we're organized and i actually have like a breakdown of our segments and we can actually follow this this structure so today i wanted us to talk a little bit about like what i call the details tell the story uh which is just kind of like talking about how writing can be shown through tiny optional objects in a game that really weirdly enough if you find them do most of the legwork of delivering like a really great experience and so like i want to talk about like has there been a tiny detail a small thing a thing that the game absolutely didn't need to do and it would have been the same without it but it did it anyway which made it a million times better like what 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 i guess what is your favorite small detail in a game if you have one. Oh man um of course i can't think of anything right now except bioshock um but the any game i'm not gonna just say bioshock but any game that utilizes optional audio logs around the environment that i don't necessarily have to grab to tell me the overall right. story but will add a, a layer to the, to the environment right are fantastic bioshock all of them do it well. Um, and then surprisingly, we talked about Halo earlier, the strange Halo, Halo 3 ODST, which was kind of a hit or miss with um, mm-hmm. with critics and like with just people in general. Um, there was a ton of, there was like 50 or more audio logs in that game. And it like, um, the whole premise of that game for anyone who hasn't played it is um, you're in a city, it's abandoned, there's no people there. You're, you know, whatever cool military guy, but the audio logs 
let you into the life of people in the city, like the police chief and all this. So it was really cool. That was, I absolutely love audio logs and I love when they're utilized in a really great way. The, the thing about Bioshock is that like, I feel like the audio logs in Bioshock are almost essential. Yeah. Because it feels like without them, the world will be really barren. Yeah. The, I guess, kind of version of that that I think is is kind of more like the detail is, is uh, to me, almost like in Dark Souls, mm-hmm. where you have the item descriptions, which are what gives you the entire story. And if you don't read them, you you can just still play the game and it will be fine. But like Dark Souls didn't have to make the story could have been just, you know, like your old school NES games, like you're a dude and you got to go and kill a bunch of bosses. Yeah. And it would have been fine. But like to give the players the chance to dig deep and just follow. um, How do I want to say it? Just like piece it together from these little bits. And even now, like. It gives them the edge to release a DLC mm-hmm. where people will start, you know, y- you have those videos. We're analyzing the DLC to Dark Souls 3 th- trailer frame by frame yeah. and decoding what story it has. And it's like, you're crazy. Like, why? Like, uh, but but the lore provides itself to those kinds of things. And I just, um, it's, it's little things like, um, I I almost want to mention like uh, there was just this game recently. I haven't played it, but I've seen a full playthrough of it on YouTube. Uh, Inside by the guys who made um, oh, was it the Limbo guys? The Limbo guys, yeah. yes. Yep. And just every nook and cranny of that game tells the story. Like it's it's absolutely awesome. Um, and there's specifically this one section that that gets talked about on a lot of other podcasts that are way bigger than than this by a thousand times. But um, it's basically you're in this room and like this wall on the right where progression is, but you can't go through yet, is just kind of pulsating almost like to a beat like you just hear this kind of wind up of sound and then like a pulse and pulse and the wall shakes a little bit and you're like well what why is that there and then once you enter that room it's like this like weapon that pulsates so strong that if you don't cover from the pulse it will rip you to pieces and that's like amazing foreshadowing because that wall didn't have to pulse at all it didn't have to do anything. It could have been just a wall. It would have been fine. Nobody would have cared. But once you notice little things like that, like it just enhances the experience so much. And even in like in the witness, people were a little iffy about it because like once you solve the puzzles, you had um, once you solve the puzzles in the witness, you were able to see all these weird clues and statues and stuff. And, to be fair, for the sake of being transparent, I haven't finished The Witness, so I, I may, maybe there's a mind-blowing ending that I don't know about. I refuse to look it up because apparently it's it's pretty great. But um, it's like you finish a puzzle and suddenly there's like this statue of this guy who's clearly like scurrying away from something that's terrifying him. And that's it. And those are things that you really want I think in your game. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And so, like, conversely, though, if not done right, I think, like, those details can really be become arbitrary bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there, like, a recent game where you've experienced that? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of times where games I've played have tried. I mean, I can't stop thinking about Destiny now. Where... um that just like they oh man like oh man we really dropped the ball like we should have there's no story in this game we got to make up for it somehow and then like there's they do this really cool kind of they think a cool way to you know explain things and then it's a you know 50 page essay of lore on their website yes. but um i can't really think of anything that immediately right now that um or i've played recently that uh that did something and i was like i don't i don't care um yeah, no, not right now. I can't. I can't think of one. Um, I remember in uh like I've talked about Dragon Quest Builders, I do skip all the dialogue cuz after like three boxes of text, I'm like I don't care. <laughs> like yeah. either either do voiceover or I'm not going to read it. I I I and I find that problem a lot of the time in games. Um which is like you open up an item description or whatever, you know, like a data bank and you go into something and even in Assassin's Creed, it happens all the time. Mm. Location, hit select, read about it. You hit select and you get this fucking essay about Rome and it's like, this is not what I came for. Mm-hmm. I, I I could have bought a book on Rome if I wanted this. Yeah. Like, I I want your take on it. Like, just, no, stop. And there's definitely um part of that in Dead Space 3. Uh, I was just watching a video of that recently and fuck man have you played any of the Dead Space games I haven't holy shit Dead Space 1 and 2 are fucking awesome and I mean to be fair 2 is praised as awesome but I don't have experience with it so I don't know Dead Space 1 is probably one of the scariest games ever but 3 you just feel that EA came in and said, no, I want this to be like Call of Duty. Mm. And <laughs> holy shit, is that terrible. When you have a game that where the first iteration has a silent protagonist who's going through the spaceship, shooting monsters, and like trying to figure out why these monsters came to this spaceship in the first place turned into by the third version into not only a speaking protagonist but a speaking protagonist that never puts on his fucking helmet (laughs) fights human zombies not monsters anymore and there's like set pieces with like moving trains and exploding helicopters and shit it's like you literally feel how fucking call of duty it is that space one did not have a crouch button that space three Half the shit is waist high cover, and it's like I I've never felt something like injected with Call of Duty as much as that. Like holy shit, you can you can feel it. Like the signature monster from the first game doesn't show up in the third one until like twenty minutes in, and it's mm-hmm. like wow, wow, you you really went and fucked it up, EA. That's funny because while Call of Duty campaigns don't 
have good stories. I don't think, well, they're, they're copy and paste action movies. They're, you know, they're, they're your Jason Statham movies. They're your Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever movies. The Call of Duty zombies from the Treyarch things have gotten more ridiculous now, but back in the day, there was quite a, there's a lot of like lore or story behind those that you didn't, I mean, I watched videos on people like picking up little things or like reading little things in the room that you wouldn't have normally just during a gameplay would notice. And it, it made this phenomenal backstory around this thing that, that if you didn't, if you just played zombies to play zombies, just to board up windows and shoot things, you wouldn't notice. But there's a whole layer of, of story that's, that's quite incredible. They've done, that team has done really well. And I think the Call of Duty campaign guys should learn from them. There's, there's actually, it's funny that you bring that up because, um, more as, as more and more footage comes out from infinite warfare and Mm. from battlefield one, I keep liking battlefield one less and infinity warfare more really because like, fuck man, I tried that battlefield one demo and it, it sucked so you hard. Didn't like it? I really didn't oh my like goodness. it. It like it just feels like modern battlefield with a skin on it. You know what I mean? I mean, I can see that. I definitely like, can see it, that. It really like those are prototype guns, and they shoot with the accuracy of like World War Two rifles. Like, mm-hmm. like at World War One, you didn't have like the thing called the warplane didn't exist yet you're bombing in world war like what why am i bombing in world war 1 yeah. also tanks used to break all the time but with this one it's like fuck it just everything works in that game and it's like no that's not how it works this feels like modern weapons with a fucking skin on them. Stop. I had a really cool moment during the, the beta, though, that I thought my gun jammed. And I was, first off, I mean, when it happened, I was pissed because it's a online multiplayer right. game. I'm like, what the fuck is happening to my gun? But um, I now looking back, I don't know if it was that or if it was just lag or glitch, but like, I thought it jammed. And then late, later on, I was like, that was, that was awesome. Like, that was real. Like, that was right. so cool. But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Fuck, man. Like, I understand the single player will probably do that with, like, scripted sequences. But, like, wouldn't it be so cool if, like, you're in multiplayer and you're running and a guy starts shooting at you and you just hear, like, clicks and you look over and there's a guy, like, just hitting his gun like, fucking piece of shit yeah. shoot right yeah like that's that's and then you pull your gun at him and you shoot and your gun doesn't work either and then you go <laughs> hand to hand like i don't know like and then it's just comedy that, farce like that, that's that yeah but that fucking but rules be awesome, man you know yeah. like that would be awesome but now it's just like uh eh, like drop in go ride in on a horse shoot a guy like i don't care whereas like infinity warfare ha- has now like some really cool things because it like you have the grappling hook you have sections where you're like almost like star wars flying in a spaceship shooting down other ships like there's some cool shit you have anti anti-gravity grenades like sure it went full-blown future but at least it's like trying some interesting ideas it seems like it's owning the full-blown future because i feel like times in the past they've done that and then they've been weak with it yeah absolutely like Call of Duty has become the 
like fucking ghosts jesus christ um it's it's a fucking spaceship map with call of duty that's it that's yeah. all that that's all that thing is and okay to be fair it did have like a cool alien survival mode i enjoyed that but I did too. the battlefield one demo like i tried it and i, I was like man see I'm like a- i really wanted to like it yeah. and it looked cool i'll tell you it looked cool but that was the only thing i liked about it i was like it looks cool i love i'm a diehard battlefield fan anymore because i used to be a diehard call of mm-hmm. duty fan back in high school and i've matured i think um so uh <laughs> well, who but, knows with the new ones what's gonna happen yeah that's true but um i really liked the beta but it, it played like a battlefield like i i mean one of my uh my friends had a complaint and they're like why are there so many fucking automatic guns like well, this is world war one and every fucking person on this goddamn battlefield has an automatic machine gun it absolutely feels like, which is crazy there's not enough bolt action guns in the game and the bolt action guns suck that's another but like yeah so I feel like they're going to do some cool stuff, like you said, with with their story mode, their single player campaign mm-hmm. is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, whereas I can probably tell you, uh, Infinity War or whatever. Um, or is it what is it? Is it Infinity War? Infinite Infinity Warfare. Infinity Wars. Like Infinite Warfare. That's, that's what, what it is. is. Yeah, because the company is Infinity War. I those are so similar that they shouldn't have right. done that. But um, their zombies mode looks really cool because there's this weird '80s twist. And being that my script is that I'm working on right now is uh, like that with this kind of weird 80s Mm sci-fi twist. It looks really cool. And David Hasselhoff is in the zombies mode for the game. That's so. um, But yeah, so I I, I can I understand that. Definitely. I think the company that's going to like that's doing this the best right now is is the Killzone guys with Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn. Like that's just like them being like. We're fucking tired of this Killzone bullshit. Let's do something to- totally different. And and it's just them going, being like, let's let's just go into something completely new. And and it shows, like, right, talking again about details, right? When when that main character, whose name I forget, she like stabs this robot tiger-looking thing, and then just like instead of just doing like like one of those lame like stab it and instead she stabs it and then like pushes her legs apart and has to overpower it and drive its face into the ground and you're like yes take me <laughs> yeah where when can, where can i pre-order <laughs> like like those are the little things right like they didn't have to do that and it would have been fine but they did it which bumps that game from a 10 to an 11 it looks like I don't want to speak too soon because Mafia Three has shown us that <laughs> that that's that's not a good call because that game's uh, that game's having a tough time, man. Yeah, it's surprising. It's very surprising. Yeah, with it's weirdly enough, it's got the same problem. Mafia Two had a bunch of issues, but I fucking loved that game. I beat it, but it had a great story and it worked. But now, years later, you can't do the same thing again anymore. Like it, it just doesn't work. Anyway, I feel like I'm blabbering. <laughs> so, uh, given that, uh, there's some games that came out this week, and I'm gonna just list them off, and you're gonna we're gonna talk about whether they're interesting or not from a story perspective. So, Gears of War four came out. I um I haven't played it, but it's interesting because it seems like it's got a better story than I think the last several ones did. So, what is Gears of War about? Again, I, I don't honestly. I I've never gotten into Gears of War because Gears of War seemed like a franchise that was made for like 
big muscular dudes with like a long ass beard with a shaved head who rides a motorcycle and like shoots guns all the time. Like that feels like the game was made for those guys. And that, and like they listen to thrash metal all day long. That's, that's felt like gears of war. But I was talking to a friend who's not like that at all. And who's played every single one of them and, and was like, no, the story is like the story has been really, really strong or at least Mm. fairly strong throughout most of them. Um, but this one, they seem like they tone that kind of like aesthetic down because I was interested in this game and I haven't played it yet, but it looks much more interesting to me at least. But you know, it's the start of a new trilogy, I guess trilogy, you know, like, or, um, well, yeah, trilogy. I mean, there's been a couple offshoot games, but, um, so maybe this new trilogy will have this very different spin to it. Yeah. It's, uh, the only thing I've seen from the new one is because the only thing they've shown is the multiplayer. So the only thing I've seen is, you know, people chainsawing, uh, chainsawing a bunch of like enemies and that looks fucking cool. So yeah. I guess we'll have to see we'll to follow up on it. What the, yeah, exactly. Um, unfortunately, that is a Xbox PC game, so I won't be able to play it. But, you know, uh, pick your battles. Uh, <laughs> Rise of the Tomb Raider came out. Uh, it's on my rental queue from Gamefly, and I can't fucking wait. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. I mean, I've played it for a year now, so yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll rub it in your face a little bit. Um, um, yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. It's it's the past two of them have been great, but this one's even better. Yeah. It uh, from what I've heard is it's taken a page from Naughty Dog's book. Yeah, definitely. So that's getting me very excited, very it's pumped. Super good. Uh well good I'll I'll get back to you when I play it because I don't want you to tell me spoilers. Nope. Um, the full version of Dragon Quest Builders came out. Haha, <laughs> the train isn't stopping. I'm gonna keep talking <laughs> about this game because it's awesome. It's it's so good. Go buy it. Go buy it, guys. It's oh my god. It's 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 fucking great. Like I just just earlier today I fucking rallied my troops from my village and fought a giant ass golem and like <laughs> man was it was that awesome like I was running around like rebuilding my walls cuz he was knocking them the fuck down and placing bombs under his feet to like get him to die and it's like yes that's that's all that's exactly what this game should be love it I've talked enough about it, so just everybody go buy it. Um, Tropico 5 Complete Collection came out on PS4. I wanted to give that a quick shout out because it uh, has an interesting spin on The Sim. Have you ever gotten into that one? I, I've never gotten into it. Um, there was a period of time where I rented the game and I, uh, whatever, life happened and I didn't even get to open it or install it um, on my Xbox but um, I w- had been really excited to play because I, I um, it seemed like the closest thing to a uh, like a Sid Meier uh, or Sid Meier uh, civilization game that I could get for my Xbox. Um, so I was I was excited to play it, and then I didn't play it. But it seems like a really cool like, and the story is interesting. Yeah, I dabbled with it a little bit. It's definitely fun to just be like building up a town and suddenly like your assistant comes to you and is like dictator this family refuses to uh work for basically no wages do you want to throw them in jail or have them uh taken care of and the taken care of is in quotations and you're like 
Uh, I thought this was SimCity, but like on an island. Uh, I don't know what I, what to do. <laughs> like, it that's definitely like a fun twist to it. So I I can recommend that. However, I don't think I think it fits PC better. So if you're a PC guy, play it on PC. Uh, it's just it's 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 the problem that MMOs have with consoles. It's like I've I've played. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, 14, uh, the MMO on PS4 for quite a while now. And it's like, man, the key mapping sucks. Like, and I don't want to be the guy that like hooks up a keyboard to his PlayStation because yeah. that's too much work. It's annoying. The whole idea of a console is plug and play. But it, yeah, it's just some something needs to change there because just the buttons... Ugh, there's so many of them. So 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 many abilities. Like I think in WoW, characters have like 35 abilities now, which is like fucking ridiculous. Oh, I mean, I had a um when I played WoW, when I played WoW for several years, uh I had got a a very expensive gaming keyboard that had extra hot mapping buttons that I didn't have to actually move my fingers from anywhere, but I could plop them. Like there were several <laughs> buttons and I had every single one of my abilities mapped to these buttons. Uh, and I played as a tank, so it was very important. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that would that game would never exist on a console. Yeah, exactly. And Unless it's I like, guess you have a one of the Xbox One Elite controllers with all those extra buttons on the back. But uh, even then, that would be awful. Right. Like the way they do it in FF14 is is you have like hot bars that you can cycle with like the back buttons mm-hmm. and so then you can map like your d-pad and then your like action buttons like your on xbox it's like the a b and y and x mm-hmm. buttons you can map those and then as you hit your like bumpers or whatever you cycle through different hot bars it's it's all right it works it's functional but i'm still like eh, this is uh, it isn't as intuitive as it could be. Somewhere there, there's a solution, but I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Um, and odd choice, Atari Flashback Classics came out this week. I part of me kind of wants to get it because I've played like, like I'm embarrassed to say like most of what I play is AAA, mm-hmm. and I've I like our channel's been called out on it recently, where it's like all you play is AAA games. Like why don't you just dive into like some of the more like deeper stuff like indie shit and stuff and like i had this realization moment it's like oh no i'm a triple a whore like <laughs> jesus like so uh i've actually recently tried out super metroid which i've oh. never played any of them yeah any of the metroids so i've uh, i've been bopping that around a little bit because uh, i want to educate myself uh doing that so atari flashback classics it might be a fun experience to just be like, here's this weird fucking game from like the eighties. Like have fun. <laughs> like you move this weird green stick and shoot things like, wow. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Ugh, any final thoughts? Um, I mean, I guess on the topic of, uh, it's a, it's an Xbox exclusive, but, on the topic of AAA titles versus like indie titles, um, I haven't played it in, a, in like a minute or two. But um, this game called Landsick, uh, it's an indie title. I forget who made it uh, on the Xbox One. It's fantastic. So anyone 
go play land sick it's like land sick yep as one word um it's like a i think it's like 15 dollars. it's nice. like got this very interesting art style you play as a girl and her dog um i forget what you're looking for but it's a very interesting game um survival game survival like a survival Ooh, you got cool. a little raft and she f- you go to different islands that are randomly generated and it's it's very cool very cool for fifteen dollars. Are they actually different, or do they just have different color palettes, um, like No Man's Sky? No, I think there's the, there's certain. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely better than No Man's Sky in terms of that. But um, <laughs> there's certain ones that are like set piece ones that don't change, but there's like oh. smaller ones that change. It's a very cool game. Well, that's I guess your Xbox pick. Uh, yeah. For me, I'm gonna throw out a PlayStation pick. I got Overcooked. Okay, that game is fucking is baller. That? So Overcooked, you know all those really terrible. Like restaurant games where it's like, make a burger. Here's the things that you need. Yep, yep. This is that, but like done really well because you actually control a chef in third person and you have to run around the kitchen and like, and it's like a time management game, right? Like you have to put the burger on the thing and then you have to chop up the lettuce, but then you have, but then like your burger is done and you don't want it to like burn. So then you have to take it off and you have to like chop up the tomatoes. And then like there's onion soup somewhere that you need to add more onions to. And then you accidentally <laughs> throw in a tomato and now the soup is garbage and you have to throw it out. And then like your bun sets on fire for some reason. So then you need the extinguisher and then like as the level goes the music keeps like building and swelling and going faster and by the end you're just sweating mashing buttons and screaming at your television it's fucking awesome so go play that also it doesn't take itself too seriously uh i think at one level i am my kitchen your kitchen is on an iceberg and you are cooking like uh like fish and chips for penguins so it's fucking it's creative and it's fun I think there was another another level on like a ship where like like all your pans and plates and countertops slide around because the ship waves back and forth. It's it's fucking awesome. That go is, play that's it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, go play it. Alrighty, that's been the show, guys. Uh thanks so much for listening. Uh you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud at Games and Stories if you just search that. And yeah, uh, don't f- don't forget to subscribe, and you can check us out uh, that way. Um, Jared, what's your Twitter again? My Twitter is at Red Jared Itz. There we go. All at one Red word. Jared Itz. Yeah. Cool. So figured it out this time. So yeah, uh, I want to see those those those. F- he wants to see those follows if there aren't any. See, yeah, I want to see complain. people angrily yelling at me about how I didn't talk about Bioshock enough or too much or too much. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But okay. You, you can never silence me. <laughs> My Twitter is um, at h r o z n o. Don't worry about it. I've been trying to come up with a new one, but man, it's it's hard. <laughs> like so, h r o z n o. Rosno, if you want to pronounce it, whatever it means, grapes in my my mother tongue. So f- fuck. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.